Welcome to season four of the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we discuss business agility through customer experience, employee experience, and digital transformation. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full stack technology services, talent services, and real world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at gregkilstrom.com and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, now available on Amazon and other retailers. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile World Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the connection between employee experience and customer experience results. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Patty Soltis, Principal at Kinetic Edge Consultants. Patty, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Greg. I'm really excited to be here with you. Yeah, looking forward to talking with you. Um, So why don't we start by you giving a little background on yourself and what you're currently doing? Sure. Um, A little background is I've been both an entrepreneur and an entrepreneur, a practitioner and a consultant in the world of CX. I spent 27 years in retail running stores as a VP GM for Lord & Taylor, Marshall Fields, and mostly Neiman Marcus. And During that time, everything I did inside of my work was putting the customer at the core of it. Uh, Since that time, I've been working in consulting, and I've worked with a variety of businesses in a multitude of industries, everything in B2B, D2C, and B2B, and uh, just really helping them understand what customer experience is and how how customer experience can help them create growth inside their organization. Great. Well, yeah, look at, looking forward to talking with you. I know you and I have had plenty of conversations about CX and EX um, unrecorded, so it'll, it'll be good for uh, um, to be able to share our, our, our discussion today. So I, I wanted to start by talking about something um, that's certainly timely. And, you know, I think we've all at this point heard the term the great resignation, um, and there's a lot of different factors at play here. But um, long story short, for those less familiar, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of employees that are either currently reconsidering their current employment, leaving outright, leaving to find another job, leaving to start a business, uh, lots of different things going on. Um, and, you know, a lot of the factors were really a long time coming and, and in the works for a while, but but certainly accelerated by the pandemic by remote hybrid work, all, all of all of those things. So my first question to you, um, certainly there's a lot of people talking about this from a, from a hiring and, you know, from a talent acquisition, talent retention standpoint. How do you see the great resignation um, affecting uh, CX? You know, I think it affects it, Greg, in a multitude of different ways. And we all know that a great employee experience leads to a great customer experience. And when you don't have the employees in place, it just, you know, there's a just a big gap right there. And that creates an abyss to start with. And then the employees that are in place are really trying to just stay ahead of the curve ever so slightly. They become very reactionary versus being proactive in working on initiatives like customer experience. So it kind of ties the whole thing back just a little bit further. Um, it's interesting, you mentioned that about the great resignation. I was reading recently that 4.4 million people left their jobs in the month of September. Wow. And that 1.4, one in four people have left their jobs. And when you start thinking about it, that 25% of people 
have left their jobs, you start realizing what a big impact that is. And when you start thinking about, you know, where does that workload go now? Because it has to go somewhere. It, you know, you start thinking about what that does to the employee experience for the people who are still there. And then you start thinking about the customer experience for the customers that are holding on. So it just, it becomes to me like this big vicious cycle that can circle around with this. And by getting the right team members in place and attracting talent, that can certainly improve that customer experience. And we all know getting buy-in from the team and creating these cultures around CX is the way to go. So there is a definitely a definite, there's definitely a direct impact on that piece. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's talking about those that are leaving and kind of leaving their, their workloads to, to others to kind of pick up. But, you know, I would say by the same, the flip side of that, I guess, and, you know, something you and I have certainly talked about as well is those that stay, but are unengaged, right. That that's a whole, that's a whole other problem. Maybe they should be looking for other positions or, um, or, or stuff like that. So, you know, the, how does how do those that are still there but but unengaged how's that affecting you know bottom line and you know investments cx all all of that kind of stuff you know that's funny you and i've had many conversations about that and we've actually called it the cost of apathy and that cost is pretty high and it's interesting because when you look at leaders and leadership who just accept the status quo that has an impact in many ways so if you're a team member and you want to excel and you want to work for an organization that is looking for excellence and really pushing and driving toward that, but the organization is accepting mediocre, it's not going to compel you to stay inside that organization. And so people that are looking for excellence and looking to excel, they're going to go find another organization that values that. And so that overall just has that trickle down effect of just turning the organization from one that is searching and in a quest for excellence and it turns into one that's just mediocre and it's funny because um i learned a long time ago how customers feel what's happening inside an organization and you can walk into a restaurant and feel that everything is calm and good or you can walk into a restaurant and feel a sense of frenzy and customers pick up on that And so, you know, that all stems from the team that's there. So when they walk, when a customer comes into any type of organization that um, that's out there and they feel that sense of apathy from the people inside there, the customer's going to pick up on that and they're going to realize, okay, this company, maybe they care, maybe they don't, but they definitely feel that sense of apathy that's there. Yeah. And what is the, what's the role of, of leaders to, um, to change that, or, you know, how, how, how should leaders, um, try to create better alignment with, you know, between these unengaged employees? I mean, you know, given how hard it is to hire, it's not always a matter of getting, you know, getting rid of, of unengaged employees. Like what's, what can leaders be doing to, to help this, this alignment and ultimately create happier customers, um, in the process? You know, it's funny that you asked that question, Greg, because in what I do as a consultant, I get asked very often how, you know, by organizations that want results and want results quickly. And the 
best way to do that is to have the leadership team engaged with what it is that the overall team needs and what it is that they want. And really just opening up and listening to what the team, what, 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 what obstacles is it that the team is facing? What is hindering them from providing the best customer experience? What's out there that they need to feel valued in their position? You know, do they feel like somebody is really listening to them? Is someone following up with them or are just, you know, the things that they're saying falling by the wayside? So really going back in and diving into how is the organization structured and what culture is set up inside that organization and how are the leaders inside that organization driving that culture to create one that is one of excitement and exhilaration versus one that is just like I said before, mediocre yeah. and um, really getting in and, and and looking at what things inside an organization need to be tops down and what things inside an organization need to be bottoms up. And leaders need to be really honest with themselves from that perspective. I mean, we've talked for years in CX about how, um, how CEOs and people in the C-suite don't understand their true CX maturity and that far too often... CEOs and C-suites think their customer experience is so much higher than the customer actually rates it. Yeah. I would say the same thing for the employee experience. I think that there's a big disconnect there between what leadership in an organization thinks it is and what it actually is for the employee. And the faster that the leadership can get an accurate read on what's really happening, as painful as it is, the faster they'll be able to take action and turn it around. So how would you recommend that be measured. I mean, certainly there's there's plenty of measurements for you know customer experience. There's measurements for employee experience. But also, you know, what you're kind of what you're hinting at here is the kind of the gap, right, between between both. So how how does an organization kind of understand that that gap? Um, are you talking about the gap between the employee experience and what leadership thinks it actually is? Um, yeah, as well as as employee experience and, and customer experience. Yeah, it's surprising to me how long this gap has been out there. And I always think to myself, you know, this isn't a new statistic. Right. So that's why I'm saying the faster, the better. But, um, you know, the, the best way is always to go in and, you know, you can put measurements in place. You can, for employee experience, you can look at turnover, you can look at succession planning, you can look at, um, you know, what kind of recognition is out there and how many people are being recognized for different things. I mean, there's a bunch of statistics that you can dig into for that. But I always believe in going in and really looking at the voice of the employee. How many employees do you have that are really engaged? How many employees do you have that really feel valued? How many employees do you have that have the tools they need to be able to perform their job? How many employees feel trusted? How many employees feel they trust their direct supervisor. Um, so, you know, how many employees feel like their organization really provides great customer experience? I think looking at those measures can tell you a lot more than looking at some of the other statistics that are out there. And it goes back to me once again for really looking at it and seeing as painful as it may be, what the reality is and getting a strong reality check on those things. Yeah. Yeah. So as a, uh, for for leaders that are really just trying to, they're kind of let's call it at, they're at the beginning of this 
this process is that is that where you could where you would recommend that they start is is really just trying to get a get the lay of the land so to speak is you know like where where do they where do they begin in in all of this you know it's funny because i did a lot of change management over the years and um is i because I, I went in and worked in dysfunctional stores and turned them into thriving profit centers and the way I, the place that i always started first was with my leadership team and helping my leadership team understand the value of customer experience and the value of employee experience. So that's always the, as I work in consulting now, that's always my recommendation is that the, the leader of the organization go in and help the team understand the value of this. Once you understand the value of this, then you've got to put your money where your mouth is and show that you are actually committed to this and are going to work on this. And that takes a lot of upfront commitment in showing that this isn't another flash in the pan. So it's not something that's going to be here today and gone tomorrow, but really has a lot of consistency. So there needs to be a really strong communication plan that is adapted around this so that the employee knows and understands that this change management that's happening is real and it's here for the long term and not just yet another thing that's coming along the pike that's going to go away after a short period of time. And when they start to see that and they start to understand that and they see that consistency, and that's why the communications plan is so important, that's when the employees can start to change and they can see, gosh, do they fit in this new environment that's coming along or is it better for them to to consider something else and it's a great way to weed out apathy yeah do you think uh, from your experience um, do you think that more leaders are seeing that connection between customer experience and employee experience i mean i think you know there's there's plenty of stats out there that brands are, you know, primary point of competition or, or is, is based on customer experience. And certainly, you know, we're all living through the great resignation. So employee experience is certainly something to that's, that's top of mind to many, but some, for some reason, making that connection wasn't always immediately apparent. Do you see that changing? Is that, is that a positive thing that's, that's happening or just, just do the, do the unconverted still need to be a, converted, so to speak. I, I I honestly think, and I'm going to be bold when I say this, I think the unconverted still need to be converted. I don't yeah. think they've understood yet what the impact of this is. And I think there's been, you know, you said this in the very beginning, Greg, when you were making your introduction, there has been a gap for so many years, and I think it's finally caught up. So I'm hoping uh, optimistically that there will be some change and there will be a resurgence in this piece, but I'm not sure how long that's going to take. Um, you know, when, if, if I were sitting in a leadership position and as I work in consulting and I work with my clients on this, one of the things that I want to do is get them that reality check as fast as I can. And like I said before, sometimes it's painful and sometimes it hurts and it feels like, you know, you're getting hit with this big splash of ice water when you start to understand that, but it's it, it's getting into what you need to know, not what you want to know. And I think that for too long, there's been a feed of what people wanted to hear versus what they needed to hear. And I think making that big distinction can go a long way. Yeah, I mean, do you think this is a, 
supply demand kind of thing where, you know, I think anybody that's been in, you know, like technology recruiting, for instance, there's, there's been a technology, you know, staffing shortage for quite a while. So they, they've been kind of living in, in that world, but for the most part, when there's not a lot of jobs available, um, there's a lot of people that want jobs and, and, and are unable to get them. And, you know, we, we seem to be in this unique position because of the great resignation that there's a lot of jobs available and we just, you know, all kinds of jobs, right? Not, not mm-hmm. just certain ones that are highly skilled or rare or whatever. Um, do you think that some of this is a, the, this, this reckoning, so to speak, is just, man, things were a certain way and the, the power differential, let's say, was, was a certain way for decades and now it's shifted and leaders are just kind of not knowing what to do with it. Is that, do you think some of that's at play here? I do think some of that's at play here. And Greg, I love that point. I think it's such a good one because I think there probably are some leaders sitting out there and wondering what the heck happened. And what they're missing is that trail that led to this moment. So once again, if, if I were a leader, I would go back in and, you know, we talk about customer journey mapping. If I were a leader, I would go back in and journey map my employees. And I would journey map my employees across a, you know, a number of different ways, depending on how many I had, how many departments, how many divisions, you know, different levels, things like that, and really go in and try and get into that piece to understand what the team members have been through. You know, and it goes back to, what did their initial hiring look like? What did their initial onboarding look like? And it's funny because I advise companies all the time on hiring processes to get the right people and to get them in the right place. And the last step of the hiring process is retain. You are not done with the hiring process after onboarding somebody. That's kind of just started it. And it's not a 30, 60, 90 day plan after that person's come on board. It's a 30, 60, 90, 120, 180, one year, right, two years, right. year. Like the, that plan just needs to go on and on. And it's an investment that you make in your people and your team. And it's funny because from a financial standpoint, the biggest line on any P&L is payroll. And, you know, it's not just payroll in terms of payroll, but it's payroll, it's payroll taxes, it's the benefits that are paid out. It's all of those things. And by far, it's the biggest investment any company will make. And, you know, it, it needs to be the one that gets the most attention. And it's rarely that that's the case. Right, right. Yeah. Well, um, one one last question before we wrap up. So, you know, we talked about this, um, certainly from the leadership perspective, just for that, for that employee, let's say they're, they're, they're one of those that doesn't want to leave, you know, they're not rethinking things, but you know, there's, there's room for opportunity within, within their organization. And, you know, they, there's plenty of room for improvement and, and stuff like that. What advice would you have to them? You know, let's say leadership isn't quite getting it or, you know, they want to make the most of their situation. What, you know, what would you tell them to do to, uh, to try to improve things from their position? Aside from throwing them a life preserver. <laughs> You know, there, and there are people out there that want to stay in positions for, you know, long periods of time. And that's not abnormal. I mean, I know we know the average tenure of a position now is what, like two years, right, something right. like that. But there are those people out there that are what we call lifers. 
and they like what they do, they enjoy it, or they more or less decide that they're going to tolerate it. So I would, gosh, that's a really tricky question, Greg. I'm not sure I know 100% the answer to it, but I just think that if you're in that position, you know, see now if you've got the opportunity to catch the attention of your your supervisor or your uh, direct report or, or something like that and see if now is the opportunity for you to really figure that piece out. The, the number one thing that I recommend for somebody who's in that situation though is think about how you can share feedback in a way that is not just this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, and this is wrong. But think about how you can share feedback in a way that it makes it turns it into an opportunity or turns it into an improvement. Because, um, you know, for years I've heard from employees and team members and my thought on when somebody shares a problem with me is, okay, can you help me find the solution? So I've said for years, be part of the solution, not part of the problem. So I guess if it boiled down to it, I would say, you know, as you're thinking about this, how can you be part of the solution with what's going on inside the organization? And how can you be part of the solution for what's going on to improve the customer experience? And think about it from that perspective, instead of the perspective of, gosh, now they're making me go back into the office and this is why this is wrong. Or, you know, now they did this and now they did that. But think about it from that perspective of, what is it that you can productively offer and concretely offer to the organization that makes you part of the solution? Yeah, I, I think that's great. Yeah, <laughs> that's a it's a it's a tough one to um, to think through because and, you know, obviously not a lot of people are or a lot of people are considering other options. But I think it's, um, you know, sometimes sometimes it is the best thing to stay and and yeah. and, and wait out some changes and, and stuff like that. Well, and it's it's an interesting point because when you've worked for a period of time, you know that there's waves that happen inside of organizations and inside of economies and inside of what customers are doing and, you know, things like that. And you might be thinking to yourself, gosh, you know what, I think I'm going to ride this one out. And especially if you've invested in an organization and you do have some tenure and you're looking at, you know, how much vacation time you've accumulated and how much PTO you've got and know how great your health insurance plan is and you know there might be other pieces that really make that experience positive aside from what you're actually doing in your job so people may decide to stick it out but you know think about how you how you can like i said be part of the solution yeah yeah i love it well patty thanks so much for joining the show Uh, for those listening what's the best way for them to keep up with what you're doing um, you know, it's real easy to find me on LinkedIn. I'm Patty with a Y Soltis on LinkedIn. So it's real easy to find me on there and to certainly send me a connection request or a message or something like that. You can also reach me at my website, which is kineticedgeconsultants.com. Um, so you can reach me via that as well. And it's just been such a pleasure, Greg. Yeah, always, always love talking with you and glad, glad we could do this. Um... So again, I'd like to thank uh, Patty Soltis, Principal at Kinetic Edge Consultants for joining the show. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www 
www.theagilebrand.show. To get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, visit my website at gregkillstrom.com. Until next week, stay agile.